Hello and welcome to our St. James and All Saints Church podcast for Good Friday. And a warm welcome to if you're joining in from other parishes or places further afield. It's great to have your company as we worship God together at Holy Week. Whilst people can't get to church because of the lockdown, it's my hope and my prayer that through these podcasts, church can come to them. So please do feel free to share these podcasts with anybody you feel would benefit. If you have a copy of the short-form online service order in front of you, feel free to follow along and join in with the responses and prayers. Just a reminder also that you can download that service order from our new church community website, www.winsandchurches.org.uk. This podcast is entitled, Why Did God Create the Coronavirus? In response to a question that's been sent in. And we'll be considering how our Christian faith might respond in the context of Good Friday. So let's begin. The Lord be with you, and and also also with you. you. We begin with a prayer. Our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that we can join together for worship on Good Friday, and we join from wherever we are. Dear Lord, we come before you as your people, unable to meet physically. But we know that you promised to be where even two or three are gathered in your name. And today we gather in your name. Draw close, open our hearts and minds to your word and your calling. In Jesus' name, Amen. And we pause now to take a moment to recollect those times where we know we've fallen short of the person that our Lord Jesus calls us to be. Good Friday is a reminder to each of us of God's enduring compassion, his great love and mercy and his forgiveness. So let's join in together with the words of our confession. O Lord of life, eternity cannot hold you, nor can our little words catch the magnificence of your kindness. Yet in the space of our small hearts and in silence, You can come close and repair us. O Lord of life, grant us your forgiveness for our careless thoughts, for our thoughtless deeds, for our empty speech and the words with which we wounded. And now may Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, keeping each of you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And as you will have gathered, I have company today too, again for Holy Week. Owen joins me. Thank you, Owen, for coming along today. Owen is going to read our our Bible reading, which for Good Friday is from the Old Testament. And it's an Old Testament psalm, written many hundreds of years before Jesus lived, written by King David. This is Psalm 22. So, Owen, if you'd like to read this for us. Thank you. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In your ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they were trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet, me bro yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, everyone at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It is melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircle me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to the people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who feared the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honour him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but he has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfil my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over all nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to people yet unborn, he has done it. Thank you so much, Owen. So the subject we're considering today, why did God create the coronavirus? This question is no doubt one that has crossed the minds of many whose belief in a compassionate God seems contradicted by the innocent suffering of people enduring COVID-19. 
It is a question that I believe Good Friday helps us find a way to answer. And I have chosen Psalm 22 because it describes Christ's death on the cross, whilst also speaking into our situation today. It is a reminder that when we trust in God, suffering must always give way to redemption. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Words we know Jesus spoke from the cross. They also begin Psalm 22, written hundreds of years before Christ's suffering and death. These words speak clearly of isolation, despair and loneliness, wondering how a God of love could be so distant. They could be said to apply to our situation today when we see loved ones affected by the virus. And my own family have been impacted with my cousin dying last week from the coronavirus. Some people call Jesus rabbi, which means teacher. And it was common rabbinical practice to prompt recital of scripture by their followers by beginning the first line. This is what I suggest Jesus is doing from the cross. He is inviting us, his followers, to understand his suffering and death in the context of Psalm 22. Many mocked and taunted Jesus while he suffered, seeing his death as a judgment from God. Verses 7 and 8 of Psalm 22. All who see me mock me, hurling insults. He trusts in the Lord, he said. So let the Lord rescue him. And sadly, there are some who will interpret the coronavirus as a judgment from God, just like people pass judgment on Jesus at the foot of the cross. In the Gospels, Jesus encountered a similar attitude not just on the cross. When a natural disaster, the Tower of Siloam collapsed, many lost their lives in Jesus' time. Jesus also met a chap called Bartimaeus, a blind beggar. And in both situations, people asked him, who sinned such, the, such that these people died or were born blind? The culture of the time interpreted such events as divine retribution. Jesus' answer is clear. Their condition is not related to what they had done personally. And Jesus' comments remind us that natural disasters are no respecter of person, but are perhaps indicative of a deeper root cause. Others seek to understand personal tragedy or natural disaster, such as the coronavirus, as part of our journey through the veil of soul-making. According to this view, these are things God sends to improve us, to build character, seeing suffering as this in this life purely as a preparation for the next. Jesus, we also see, was no stranger to suffering being inflicted upon him by others. Verse 14 of our psalm, I am poured out 
like water. All my bones are out of joint. My strength is dried up. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. A band of evil men encircle me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. They divide my garments, casting lots for my clothing. The psalmist words foretell Jesus' own experience. Were these things making Jesus a better person? We have to be cautious. This same approach was used to justify the abuse of slaves by plantation owners, suggesting their hardship was ordained by God for their betterment. And the limitations of this interpretation also become evident when we deal with more modern abuse. Some years ago I spent a little time as a, a prison chaplain. I'd like to tell you that everyone I met inside were repentant. The reality is many were, some however were not. One man I rem remember talking pastorally with seemed more aggrieved at his trial and long incarceration than his abuse of young innocents. So can our Christian faith speak into this situation? A day and time where we live in the effects of the coronavirus. Well, the Bible offers a narrative, a backstory to our human condition. Genesis 1 and 2 describe humanity being made in the image of God and creation being made good. The ability we have as humans to be co-creators is part of our human identity and a divine gift. It's a gift just like the freedom that God allows us to use it and distinguishes us from other creatures on this planet. However, it is a privilege which comes with strings attached because the consequences of our individual choices and our corporate choices affect other people, other creatures and our planet for good or for ill. The evidence from human history is clear. On the one hand, we see people who have been selfless in their determination to use their creative ability and gifts to help others, like the NHS workers in our current time, who in giving their skill have also given their lives so that others might be healed. We also see how technology and industry and the unrestrained accumulation of personal wealth can result in conflict, suffering, environmental catastrophe and death. God did not create the coronavirus. The words of the Genesis narrative help make sense of things because they describe a creation which we see in front of us. It is a creation itself subject to frustration, to a brokenness that ensued when sin entered the world that results in disasters, sickness, diseases like COVID-19. So is there any hope for our situation? Has God left us bereft of help? 
A while ago, I bought a classic motorbike, over 40 years old. It came in seven boxes of jumbled parts. It would be clear to anyone that this motorbike was not made that way. Corrosion, dirt and general abuse over time had a corruptive influence and it would take a great labour of love to restore. I persist because I know that one day it will be returned to its intended state. Humanity and creation are not the way they were originally intended to be. We glimpse the good that was originally intended, but we also see what has become corrupted. For what we have done to each other and our planet in our corrupted states, we need forgiveness. There is good news, however. We return to our psalm and verse 24, which says, He does not despise the suffering of the afflicted. He listens to their cry for help. And Jesus came to help us. He knows what it is like to be human, to experience suffering and abuse as an innocent. Even though he does not ordain suffering, he can turn it to good, as he did on the cross. And we see more clearly what he did on the cross. Restoration, a great labour of love. He cries out, Father, forgive them. Through forgiveness and his own death, Jesus restores the fractured relationship between God and humanity and by extension, humanity and the planet. A fresh start is given to those who will receive it, and sin's corruptive influence no longer has the upper hand. But even this is not the end of it. His work has not yet seen its full completion. Often overlooked is the remainder of Psalm 22, which prophesies a continued restoration, a day when humanity and our planet is fully made whole again, a day when all will bow, even those laid low in the dust, those who've suffered and died, will be restored to how God originally intended and will be able to bow the knee in praise before our Lord Jesus Christ, our God, our King, and our Redeemer. Amen. And we come to a time of prayer. So let us pray. Lord God, you are the carer of all people, creator, sustainer, healer and redeemer. We pray for all who've contracted COVID-19. Be with them dear Lord, be with their loved ones, bring healing to their bodies, and Lord, be with families and friends of loved ones who've been lost to this disease. We pray for the NHS, for all medical staff, care home staff, the emergency services and other key workers, as they help together to look after the physical health worries and concerns of those impacted by the coronavirus and the vulnerable who have reduced contact with the outside world at this time. 
We ask that you stand by them and walk with them, Lord. Help us to be good neighbours, looking out and looking after each other in troubled times. And we also remember in prayer the work of scientists discovering and testing vaccines for this disease. Pray for all of us caught up in everything that's going on in our everyday lives with the effects of these outbreaks. Bless your world, Lord, and help us to be blessings to each other. And I'd also just like to pray for some people by name, thinking of Celia, David and Henry, and also the family and friends of Beryl Bailey, who sadly passed away this last week. Be with them, Lord. Stand by them and strengthen them, O Heavenly Father. And in a moment of silent prayer, we can take an opportunity to pray for the needs of those known only to us in our local communities and in our families. So pray for them just now. And to conclude our prayers, we join in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, ever and ever. Amen. Before the blessing and a hymn, just a reminder that you can join me again for a very special podcast as we celebrate Easter Sunday together. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our heavenly Lord. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit be upon us all this day and always. Amen. Oh, man.